Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Across the ASEAN, only on Money FM 89.3. While we saw markets mostly uh, mixed over the course of 2021, one thing that looked fairly sturdy across Southeast Asia was the pipeline for IPO listings. In fact, until mid-November, we saw the IPO market across major Southeast Asian economies and markets comfortably surpass the listings and funds raised in the year prior. And this despite continued uncertainties with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic that reared its ugly head and forced many countries across the region actually to reimpose post lockdowns to contain the spread of that Delta variant. Well, why did IPO markets outperform and uh, and outlast some of these continued concerns? Well, today it is across the ASEAN and across the ASEAN, we're joined by Ms. Uh, Tehui Ling, who's the Disruptive Events Advisory Leader for Deloitte, uh, covering Southeast Asia and Singapore. They are the ones who spotted these uh, very encouraging trends for the IPO market here in Southeast Asia. And she's here also to talk to us about how this might play into how what the pi- a pipeline might look like in the year ahead. Ms. Tehui, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health in these times and uh, and have a good afternoon. I hope you're having this this Wednesday. Yep, thanks, JP. Good afternoon to you as well. Thanks for having me here. All right. So from the start of the year until mid-November, Deloitte actually saw the IPO market across Southeast Asia comfortably surpass the year prior. But 2021 had its fair share of uncertainties and also question marks regarding the COVID-19 pandemic and how it might hit economy. Still, the pipeline was very robust. I want to uh, give you the floor to tell us what Deloitte saw, how comfortably it did surpass the year prior in terms of that, and where the bulk of IP activity might be coming from in Southeast Asia. Sure. So perhaps let me just lay down the, the base num- number first. Of For 10 sure. and a half months, uh, JP, as what you mentioned, 10 and a half months in Southeast Asia, the IPO market raised around US dollar 9.77 billion, right? Compared to 10, uh, 12 months last year, 2020, um, the market, the whole IPO market in Southeast Asia raised US dollar 7 billion. So, mm. so it's, it's quite a huge increase for um, this year, 2021, compared to last year. We all know last year, um, Southeast Asia is badly impacted by COVID-19. So do 2021 as well, right? And um, the excitement, actually, in, in the month of November and December, the last two months of this year, um, after we close the data collection for 10 and a half months, we see one big blockbuster um, completed in, in Indonesia, which is a Dayamichua mm-hmm. IPO raising a, block, uh, uh, a stunning 1.3 billion uh, million US dollar. And back home in our Singapore, we have our Daiwa House Logistic Trust as well, which is uh, another big uh, IPO race. So I would say that within Southeast Asia, um, the, the IPO market looks, um, I would say that very bright. Um, and I'm very optimistic about what uh, to come. Um, before we end this year and also um, as we start the next year as well, despite what we see in the market. Now, it was very interesting, actually, Ms. Day, that uh, when we looked at the uh, breakdown for the IPO market, a lot of it actually came from three particular countries that were also hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, Thailand, the Philippines, and Indonesia, all for different reasons. Why do you think appetites were supported there, despite some of that uncertainty that really hit these three large economies hard? Sure. So, so we, we, based on our observation, there are common characteristics. Um, the biggest common characteristic that we see is there are huge uh, local retail investors in their own market itself. Take for Thailand, for example. Since last year, they have been consistently raised around above $4 billion every year. Right? This year, it, said, uh, it surpassed $4 billion as well. So the common characteristic among these three um, countries, Thailand, Philippines, Indonesia, is very large pool of common uh, local retail investors. 
On top of that, if you look at Indonesia, it's, it's a young population as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of their, their retail investors in onshore are actually younger generation who are familiar with um, what you call tech or new economy company. That's why one of their largest IPO for the year, I, I should say that in the history, is actually this Bukalapa, the mm-hmm. e-commerce company that actually raised a record-breaking fundraise. So that is one key common characteristic. But at the same time, if you look at um, COVID-19, in fact, it does help the Southeast Asian market. Because in the past, there's a lot of, um, you call it cross-border listing and cross-border fund uh, right. uh, investment. But now, I can, I can see or what we observe is a lot of our local investors start focusing attention onto their own local market because of the, I would call it, strong pipeline and good quality company that choose to list locally. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also interesting when I looked at the breakdown and looking at the Philippines also is that we saw a number of investors really starting to embrace REITs, real estate investment trusts. We've seen a majority of the listings actually there comprised of this. As we know, Singapore, no stranger to REITs. It's a, one of the favorite investments here. But why do you think the markets in the Philippines may be starting to warm up to real estate investment trusts based on what you've seen? Great. That, that's a great observation, uh, JP. Philippine markets, uh, the key thing is, starting from last year, 2020, we've really seen their first so-called read listed, um, the A reads, right, Ayala. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being is because the Philippine government has started to, um, in a way, relax some of the regulation around the read listing uh, in the past, especially from a tax consideration perspective and also the, the investor proportion. So that gives a local, their local business a strong push to consider REITs as an alternative mode of listing and at the same time helping the local large conglomerate business to lighten their balance sheet a little bit by pushing out uh, their property into a REIT listing. So this year we see huge blockbuster coming from REITs and most of them are uh, REITs related in, in Philippines market. All right. We're speaking to Tai Hui Ling, who's the Disruptive Events Advisory Leader for Southeast Asia and Singapore at Deloitte here and across the ASEAN. We're taking stock of what was a surprisingly better IPO year year in terms of this for public listings across Southeast Asia. Uh, Ms. Tay, I want to ask if lower rates played a factor in supporting appetites to go into the public markets. And if so, could this rising rate environment and perhaps tighter policy next year uh, perhaps uh, play, ag- play against the possibility for companies to list on the public markets in 2022? Um, I would say lower interest rate um, is definitely one of the key factors that um, channel the availability, available funds in the market into equity markets and therefore their investor with funds start looking at uh, equity market, especially the IPO counter. But I would say that that's it's only one of the factors because as the investors start getting um, um, more investment into their local portfolio, they start to realize that, hey, in our own local market, within Southeast Asian market, they are really good quality counter, and therefore the buying momentum continues as well. So I would say that the interest rate, yes, is a push at the initial stage, but as we move on, we see start to see a lot more higher than history trading volume and IPO fund rates. It is definitely not just due to the interest rate environment, All but right. due to a good quality um, listing candidate. Indeed. Okay. So now I do want to ask you about the outlook for the rest of the year. Now, what was interesting in Deloitte's uh, report was that uh, you know, uh, companies in Southeast Asia may not be done yet despite this very strong year in terms of IPO and public listings. In fact, Deloitte says they're seeing a healthy pipeline of listings for the last six weeks of the year. Um, basically, how, how, high, how much higher could it go, actually, for IPO listings in the region based on what you're tracking, Ms. Tay? 
Sure. Um, in fact, at 10.5 months, we really see the amount, total amount raised for Southeast Asia at 9.77 billion, right? Historically, for the last five years, each of the year, the highest we've seen is around 10 billion. Um, as of now, uh, which is end November, with uh, Dea Mitra and also the Daiwa House, the Southeast Asia has already surpassed 10 million. So the question is, what's more to come within the next couple of weeks before we end the year, and how high can we push for the market? Personally, I am quite optimistic about that because we do see a few more uh, counter that's waiting for to come out in the market, especially if you're looking at our own Singapore market, we still have spec, right? We have mm-hmm. heard news on various spec listing that's coming up um, and rushing for before end of this year. So I, I believe all of us are waiting to see how these specs is going to perform before end this year. And that was my next question, actually, Ms. Tay, actually. You know, um, <laughs> is this... The impact of SPAC listings on Singapore's IPO pipeline, this is probably the big question in the second half of this year. Now, look, it's been a few months since we actually heard the announcement that SPACs will be allowed to list in Singapore. It was a bit of a milestone because um, uh, Singapore's markets were the first, the SGX was the first one, I believe, in Asia to actually allow this vehicle to list. Um, now, you have your ear to the ground a little bit closer than I do. Uh, you know, no one's going to argue that. Um, has there been a notable pickup for listing appetites and capital market activity here since SPACs were allowed or authorized on the local bourse? Your, your observation is actually spot on, to be honest. Um, if you look at the, the Singapore capital markets with the SPAC listing framework, um, um, for us, right, the IPO professional that's actually on the ground, as you mentioned, the inquiry of IPO listing, like the SPAC listing or potential de-SPAC later on, the inquiry rate has, has come up a quite a fair bit. In fact, I would say the last couple of weeks, the SPAC listing inquiry has been record high. You, would, you, you mentioned that uh, since the SPAC listing rule announced in, in September, up to now, right, there have been um, so-called waiting time. I think understandably because all these deals need to go through the due diligence process, etc. But I, I would I would see that the market are gearing up to it and everyone is eagerly waiting for the first batch to come up release in the market. You know, this might be a little bit uh, premature to ask you uh, folks at Deloitte uh, this question, Ms. Tay, but heading into 2022, where do you think a lot of the IPO activity might actually come from? And do you think that might be uh, it might give 2021 a run for its money? Um, for 2022, if I were to look into the Southeast Asian market, our traditional stronghold, which is Thailand market, it's continue to go, grow very, very fast. And I, I would believe that their market will continue to stay hot and active, looking at the available pipeline that is, uh, I would say, publicly available in their website that you can see. Very, very strong pipeline in there. Indonesian market is gearing up as well. With the Bukalapa e-commerce coming out and the rest of the blockbuster, the market is getting ready for um, bigger transactions, especially their privatization of the SOE. Same, same as Philippines. And I would say that Indonesia, uh, Singapore markets as well is, is something that we should continue to focus on because we respect there's really a lot of excitement in the market that's waiting for the, um, I would call it good quality sponsor that bring in, in the high growth new economy a tech company into the market for the investor. All right, uh, Tai Hui Ling, Disruptive Events Advisory Leader for Southeast Asia and Singapore at Deloitte. Thank you so much for joining us today on Across the ASEAN to help us assess the remarkably impressive IPO markets here in Southeast Asia for 2021 and helping us understand what drove the appetites across the region. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these uncertain times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, stay safe and I hope you have a good Wednesday ahead, ma'am. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.